0: How's everyone this morning? Please stand with us. You are holy. You
1: are holy. You
0: are mighty.
1: You are mighty.
0: You are worthy. You are worthy.
1: You are worthy. You're
0: worthy of praise. Worthy. I will love You,
1: I will love You, all of
0: my days, all
1: of my days. I will sing to
0: him. and you. worship
1: you the King, King. who Lord, is, Lord,
0: is Lord, worthy. I will he love and Lord, adore Him. I will bow King. down before Him. I will sing King. to and worship. The king who is worthy, and I will love and adore him. I will bow down before him. You're my prince of peace. I will live my life for you. Because you are holy. You are holy.
1: Because you
0: are my. You are worthy. You are worthy. So worthy
1: of praise. Worthy
0: of praise.
1: Yes, I will
0: follow.
1: I will follow. I will
0: listen.
1: I will listen. I
0: will love you.
1: I will love you. All
0: of my days. All of my days. And I will seek to and worship the King. Worthy, I will love and adore Him. I will bow down before Him. I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy. And I will love and adore Him. I will bow down before Him. Down before him. You're my Prince of Peace. I will live. My
2: my of peace, and I will live my life for you. Well, good morning. I want to welcome you today. Glad that you are here. Uh, we're able to come together and worship our great God and Savior. Jesus Christ together in this place today. Uh, as we gather together this morning I'd encourage us to just uh, remember our friends that are over to the west of us uh, as, um, as Texas is very much under the gun this morning and we'll be all week long from, uh, from, from Hurricane Harvey. It actually blew Don McComas home. Where's Don? Uh, so uh, Don's been working over in San Antonio and uh, it's been rough over there as well and so we're glad Don made it home for this week. Uh, but we, we do want to keep, it, keep those folks in prayer throughout the week as, uh, as uh, it may get progressively worse. Um, we're going to take a moment to greet each other, though, here. So if you see someone you don't recognize, go say good morning. If you're a guest, we'd love for you to fill out the visitor card on the side of the bulletin and pass that in to us when we pass offering plates here in just a little bit. Uh, but right now we're going to say good morning and greet each other. So let's, uh, let's, let's do that.
0: Way back towards your seat. My foes are many.
1: They rise against me.
0: But I will hold my ground. I will not fear the war. I will not fear the storm. place where sin Sin and shame bless it
3: Thank you for the time that we've um, already experienced here this morning in your house. Just ask that you would take these tithes and offerings to further your kingdom. In your heavenly and gracious name, amen.
4: I get to sit. Right there. All right. That works.
1: Oh boy.
4: How are you today? Good 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 good. All right. Have any of you ever played this game before?
1: Yeah.
4: <clears throat> Guess who. All right. Now I'm going to show you about this game. It's a it's a it's a fun kind of game. To sit down. All right. You need two people to play this game, okay? Oh, did I say we were going to play the game? Oh, okay. All right. But you do need two people to play the game, so I just need somebody to hold this one. You want to hold it? Oh, boy. All right. You hold this one. All right. Now, don't do anything to it, but look. Underneath each of these things, all right, watch. Flip it up. Let's see. Well, it's not wanting to stay flipped too well. But once you flip them all up, what do you see underneath those things? What do you see? People. People, right? Yeah. People's faces, right? You see those? You got, you got people's faces over there, Eli? You got people's faces over there? Yeah. All right, hold on. Let, let go of that. Let go of that. Now, anything that you notice about these people, anything? What, what do you notice about these people? Just tell me. They're all different. I'm sorry, the rest of you might have a great answer too, but that's really the answer I was going for, so we're going to go with that one. They're all different, that's right, they're all different. Some of them have white hair, some of them have yellow hair, some wearing a hat, some have a mustache, some have glasses, all of them are a little different. Yours the same way over there? They're all a little bit different? All of them are a little bit different. Now, that's a good thing for the game of guess who, you know why? Why? So you didn't know there would be that many questions this morning, did you? Even the name of this game, Guess Who? Look, it's, it's good that, they, that, that they're all different in this game because you've got to figure out who is the individual in this game. You couldn't play this game. If all of them were the same, you couldn't play this game. Now, we put it back in the box. We play this game, Guess Who? And they're all a little bit different. But you know why I like this game? One of the things I like is it reminds me. It reminds me that we're all a little bit different. And uh, God made us that way. God made us all just a little bit differently. And that's a good thing. All right, the game's put away. Look at this way now. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up my uh, Bible here and read you a verse of Scripture. And I know where to turn because I've got this little youth ministry calendar uh, <laughs> bookmark right here that's available out in the foyer for any of our parents. Um, and, and, it, and it opens up. It opens up right here to the book of Galatians, okay? The book of Galatians says this. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ and put on Christ like a garment, there is, listen, there is no Jew or Greek or slave or free, male or female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. Listen, that tells us that in Christ, in salvation, it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter if you have glasses, or you have white hair, or you're wearing a bow tie, or... It doesn't matter. We're all one in Christ Jesus, but at the same time, we're all different. So we all can be different, but we all can, become, we can all come together in Jesus Christ. Look out here at the church. Look out here at the church, okay? You see, You see all these folks out here? All of them are a little bit different. And it's a beautiful thing in the body of Christ, in the church... For us to all be a little bit different. But we can all agree that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Okay? We're all, we're all a little bit different. God made us that way. You're different than me, right? Yeah. You're different from her, right? And you're a little bit different from everybody. Yeah. And God made us that way. We, so we, you are. Yeah, that's right. You're different too. And so we're all different. But we can all be one in Christ Jesus. Everybody should hear about Jesus Everybody should hear about the gospel. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you that you didn't make us all the same. It would be really boring if we were all the same. Thank you that we're all a little bit different from each other. But thank you for the power of Jesus Christ that can cleanse each and every one of us, no matter who we are, and can save us from our sin. I pray that every one of these children here today understands and realizes that Jesus Christ is their Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: If you'll please stand again. In Christ alone My all in all Here in the love of Christ I stand
6: In Christ alone Who took on flesh
0: Fullness of God In helpless fame This gift of love
1: Ground his body lay, light of the world
0: by darkness slain, then bursting forth a glorious day. Up from the grave he rose again, and as he stands in victory, since curse has lost its grip on me. The precious blood of Christ No guilt in life No fear in death This is the power of Christ in me From life's first cry To final breath Never block me from, from His
1: till He returns
6: or calls me
0: home. Here in, in the, the power, power of Christ, I stand. Here in the power of Christ, I stand. In in
2: We are uh, blessed with wonderfully talented uh, worship team here. That uh, even when drummers are out of town, they've got somebody that can fill in for them. But uh, but when our music minister is out of town, uh, we've got a we've got a worship team that can uh, can step in and fill in the gaps. And we're grateful for you guys being here. While Curtis and Ann are all celebrating their wedding anniversary, so um, so that's that's good news. They do have an anniversary to celebrate and. Uh, and uh, they are doing that this weekend, and we're thankful for them to have the time away. This time I had to ask uh, Mark Runyons. Where's Mark Hyden? Mark, come on up here. Mark wants to share a little word about Sunday school this morning. Uh, so you guys give Mark your undivided attention.
7: Well, good morning. Next week we will begin our new Sunday school year, and we're excited about that. And, uh, but at this time I would like to ask if you taught Sunday school this past year in any capacity, if you were a teacher, would you stand up for us? Just want to say, there we go, just want to say thank you very much. I uh, appreciate the, their service and uh, teaching, you know, teaching us during Sunday school hours, so I appreciate that. <laughs> so we, uh, we're starting uh, next year. We're excited next week. We've got uh, a couple of new teachers, uh, and we, uh, I'll be starting a new class uh, as well. We still need a teacher uh, for our children's age. So, if you're interested in that and you would like to share Christ with our our young ones, come let me or Carrie know, and uh, we'll, we'll let you know uh, where we can plug you in. So, but um, just if you're not involved in Sunday school, we'd love to have you. Next week's a great week to start. So, just uh, come see me or Carrie, and we'll show you where to plug in. So, thanks.
2: Thank you, Mark. Um, this morning we are going to hear from our Kentucky mission team. They've been back about a little over a month and uh, we wanted to kind of delay their report until we kicked off uh, the Backpack of Hope campaign. If you remember a few years ago we did this in the fall. Uh, we collected backpacks and filled them with all kinds of goodies and uh, we delivered them through the Georgia Baptist Convention. The year after that they really asked if we would have a partner to, uh, to be able to deliver those backpacks to and we didn't have a partner uh, to really deliver those backpacks to. Well, this year I'm happy to tell you we've got a partner, uh, the South Union Mount Zion Baptist Association in Southern Kentucky is an association that we've, um, we've made good friends with. And they are going to be our partner for, for backpack collection. We're actually going to help. Their, they're collecting backpacks too. And so we're going to add our total to their total and uh, be able to partner with those folks. And so we wanted to kick that off today while we hear from our Kentucky mission team so you can hear the, hear the report of what they experienced while they were there. If you would like to participate in Backpacks of Hope, you'll notice a table out in the foyer where there's backpacks that 's that 's for you to save you from having to go buy a backpack uh, we 've got it We had about forty of them when I counted this morning. I believe so if you 'd like to take one of those backpacks, feel free to just sign one out so that um so, you know, we don't, want, uh, we don't want Northside kids roaming around with brand new backpacks. And so uh, we want you to sign one out so we can make sure we get them all back. And uh, Lord willing, when we get those back at the end of September, we're hoping the first week of October to have some Northside people who can actually drive them up there, deliver them, and be part of that distribution and, and collection process. And so, so we're excited about that. And we, we had a, a blessed week while we were serving in Southern Kentucky uh, a few weeks ago, during that time, we worked with the Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. You'll you'll see from them here in just a little bit uh, on a recap video that we've put together. Uh, pastor Jones, his name is Janice. so not like Janice like a like a woman's name J A N U S. It was Pastor Janice Jones. He he is the pastor there. He was a former associational missionary who's gone into the pastorate and is serving this um, this little tiny country church that's serving a. A population of people that is scattered far and wide, but really doesn't have a, a, a strong gospel witness there in the community apart from these little country churches that are there. We worked with um, uh, some construction work that you'll hear about in a little bit later and uh, helped a gentleman with a, um, somebody said we put a, I think the word was we put a $700 porch on an $800 trailer. Um, but, uh, but the, the, the fellow was, was, had no family, had nobody to help take care of him, and he was getting in and out of his trailer on a stack of cinder blocks. And a pastor there took note of him and knew that we were there and organized a, a work project there where we built him a porch to be able to get access into his trailer. And you'll see pictures of that in the slideshow as well. We also did uh, community ministry in a housing project there in Williamsburg, as well as worked with Cedar Ridge Ministries, uh, which is a benevolence ministry there. So, so it was a very full week of, of ministry and service there. And, and God did some really, really neat things. Um, as with all mission trips, you, you wonder what God does with the people that you're, you're working with. But really what you find up seeing is that God does some incredible things in, in your own heart as well as you, as you really become aware of, of his movement, his handiwork, and, and all those things. And so, uh, so I'm going to invite uh, some, some folks to come up and share. And um, before I do, I want to read a thank you note that uh, we got from, from Mrs. Jo- Mrs. Pastor Jones, the First Lady of uh, Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. Carolyn is her name. She said, thank you for all the help your team gave our church in Vacation Bible School and work projects around the church. You met all of our adults except for four, and they have all commented on how well everyone worked with our children. I really appreciate the caring, loving way everyone worked with our boys and girls. They are precious to me, and I could see that they were precious to you all as well. Thanks again, Carolyn Jones from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. Just to give you a little bit of background about Pastor Jones he wrote this. He's a, he's a really good writer. He wrote this on his Facebook page. Um, and so I wanted to share this with you. In June of 1965, I had a new hard earned college degree, a teaching contract for the fall, a summer job, and a small church to serve as pastor. Life was looking good. Brother Alfred Jones asked me to help him in a vacation Bible school at Nevisdale and Patterson Creek Baptist churches. That week, 12 children and youth made professions of faith at Nevisdale. One of those became a pastor and a church planner. The next summer, I was invited to leave VBS all summer in small churches. This led to five summers of Vacation Bible School, many times two a day, at least once three a day. Some of those with no help, others with very little. Each one was a unique and wonderful experience. In June of 1971, I left teaching behind to become an associational missionary. My passion was Vacation Bible School. With the help of dedicated summer missionaries and volunteers, I now have 52 years and almost 400 Vacation Bible Schools behind me. In no summer have I worked only one. My longest record is 22 years in one church. Sometimes God brings one of those vacation Bible school students from my past my way for a brief visit. These are not only precious memories, but reminders of the impact that we have on lives when working with children. Train up a child, or thousands of children, in the way that he or she should go. Another closing night, he wrote for vacation Bible school at Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. There were 62 in the house for closing. Yes, 20 of them were a mission team. 20 were children, and 22 were parents and adults. It was amazing. Thank you, children, parents, grandparents, and mission team. God is so good. I had my heart broken by a sweet little girl who asked me to talk to her mommy about bringing her to church. Parents, the spiritual education of your children is in your hands. Please don't neglect this. Last July, I spent the afternoon as a vendor at our farmer's market. The first hour, there was a slow rain, and business was slow, but a young lady stopped by to visit me who had attended many of my VBSs at Redbird Baptist Church some years ago. She asked if she could give me a hug to thank me again. I was delighted. This will remain one of the highlights of my mission work. So it gives you an idea of the heart of the, of the pastor we are working with and hope to, hope to be able to work with again uh, sometime in the future. And so um, at this time, Alexa, would you mind coming up and, and sharing a little bit about, uh, about your experience earning the trust of the, of the boys and girls there?
6: I was a very late comer to the, um, mission team because I wanted to go and I just didn't think it was going to work out and the week before I'm like, I just can't do it, I can't do it. And literally that week before Pastor Brian had texted and I went in and talked to Lucretia and Rachel, they were planning and it was just like God worked everything out. So, um, I feel very blessed that there was space and I could go, um, Emma and Carter were able to go with me, um, also, um. Because I wanted them to kind of see what it was like with the kids um, in Kentucky. Right here in the United States, we have them right here in and They just, they don't have a lot. Um, so the trust thing for me was huge. Um, as Pastor Brian told you, we had three areas that we ministered in. Um, Brush Arbor is a housing authority, like housing project area. Um, and we had heard a few weeks prior to us coming, I think an alert, a father had come and interrupted another team that was there and it really scared the kids and so they just didn't really want to come out so we might have had three kids when we first got there and um you know some parents are very hesitant to let their children come out some have kids just wandering, but the kids still don't want to come because they've got to learn to gain your trust too um so it was a neat experience for us we one little girl walked with us to invite kids she knew where um kids lived and we'd go knock on doors and um it was her mother, um, Rachel, spent basically the whole time, the first day, just talking with her. But that mother, she let her kids come, um, but she was always on the outskirts, just with an eye distance. like She wasn't going to leave them. She was always where she could see them. Um, and, you know, then you had another grandmother that would sit on her porch, and she could kind of see what the kids were doing. And um, the one thing that really stuck out in my mind, though, this particular lady, I believe her name was Miss Donna, um She, by Thursday, um, she was, each each time I think she kind of inched a little bit further away from where we were at, and by Thursday she was at her house or down the street talking with some other people. So for us to see that was huge because, um, you know, you've got a group of strangers, they say they're talking about Jesus, but still, they don't know us. Um, So to gain that trust, and kids um, tend to trust much easier than adults and um, so you could gain the trust of the kids um, but that was neat to watch that mama realize they're here to love on my kids they're not here to hurt them um, so I think I can kind of go down and be be myself just a minute while they got my babies um, and another little girl midway through she had um, been attacked by a dog like I think the week before maybe two weeks before and so she was like wondering what we were doing not so sure she's gonna come and um, so that was one we could kind of go up to and say, hey, do you want to come over here with us? And she's like, are there any dogs? So that was her fear. So you had to address that fear. And Kevin was there. Of course, he's a policeman. And I, I made a mistake. I said something. I was like, oh man, I shouldn't say he's a policeman. But I told her, I was like, we got these men out here. I said, and they're going to keep you safe too. I said, you know, and she looked at him and she could tell because he was out playing with the kids and, because um, you don't always see the men out playing a lot. So that was neat when you had, um. You know, our older youth and then just um, Pastor Brian and Kevin and the other men, um, if they weren't on the construction project out there, just able to play with the kids. Um, So I don't know. I think if we could leave from that community saying, um, giving the kids a new perspective of you can trust people, you can trust men, you can trust women um, when they love Jesus and they're loving on you. Um, so that was neat. But also with the, just one last quick thing, um, with Pleasant Hill, the kids that came there, we brought them in. It was the best ministry. But to me, even that was a, um, an area of growing in trust because do I really want to participate in this VBS? I don't know about that. But that was neat for me to see how they grew too, and they grew just to love us. So
2: While we were there, we passed out. Um, if you've seen the little track, the million-dollar bill tracks, we, uh, we kind of gave those out and stuck them in people's hands and, and uh, put in one little girl's hands, and it actually inspired a a, a song uh, when, she, when she got the million-dollar bill and put it in her pocket. And so, Tony, would you mind sharing a little bit about, uh, about uh, Layla, I believe was her name, and, uh, and the dollar in her pocket?
5: Layla was a sweet little seven-year-old we had at Brush Arbor. Which of course, their mom and dad have. Mom has very little, and so for her to get this million dollar bill that Pastor Brian handed out, I think it was the first day we were there. She approached me on I think it was Wednesday and said, "Can I sing you a song?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So she tells me go stand under, under a tent and she'll be right back. And I'm standing here like, "Okay, don't know what I'm doing." Alexa walks up to me and I'm like, "Alexa, Layla's supposed to uh, Layla's supposed to come back and sing a song." And Layla comes back and she had written a full song and in the song she talks about how she's rich because she has a dollar in her pocket she is loved her mom loves her her world around her is utterly beautiful she walks outside even when it's raining it's still beautiful she sees the mountains And Alexa and I looked at her and then we turned to Pastor Brian and we're like hey we've got the microphone can we get Layla to sing this because this is actually something everyone needs to hear and so it took us a little bit to get her to be comfortable singing and she did and it, I think, it touched all of the team to see this little girl. Who we're looking at her, she's got nothing, but to her, she has everything. She's loved. She's got a beautiful world, and the one little track dollar that Pastor Brian gave her made her rich. And to see the excitement and the, and all of that in her, and to see her world from a seven year old's eyes, really made it different different to us, and gave us a different view on where we were working.
2: Many times with mission trips, we have a, a change of perspective that comes over us. We go in thinking one thing and, and feeling one way, and when we serve in an area, we sometimes walk away having a, a different perspective than, uh, than what we brought with us. And so Lori uh, had a little bit of a change of, of perspective during the week, and so, uh, so Lori, come up and share a little bit about, uh, about how God uh, worked in your heart.
8: I know that here at Northside we are so blessed to get to love on our children and I knew going to Kentucky that we were set up to do the VBS. We were set up to go and love on on kids that were definitely in an area that they just didn't have much Um, and we don't say that with uh, you know, just a light meaning. Um, they really didn't have much, so much that we take for granted, they just didn't have. So I went in there thinking, Thank you, God, for sending me to somewhere where I can go love on these kids and please let me reveal to them whatever it is that you want me to pass on to them. And so, you know, in my perspective, I pulled on my mommy hat. And I was going to swoop in, and I was going to try to save these kids and love on these kids. So we get there, and we start working with parents, although we didn't see them right away, um, to the compassion of their thoughts, their love for their kids. Because of the trust factor, it took them a little bit to, to start kind of um, mending with us. But once they did, my perspective completely changed. I went in thinking, oh, I'm going to love on these children, and I just want to swoop in and save these kids. They're already extremely well-loved. They didn't need me to swoop in and give them love that they weren't already getting. They were already getting it. Um, What really is devastating in that area is because the economy is just not there. There's, there's not jobs in that area. So those folks, they provide for their families the very, very best that they can. They can't afford to do anything more than what they do. Um, we saw one of the little guys, um, his name was Damien. All these kids were just beautiful. And we picked Damien up on the bus, and he gets on the bus, and he's got this red shirt and red pair of shorts on. He thought he was looking pretty good. And you know what? I said, I like that outfit. And he's like, yeah. Okay, so he gets on the bus. The next day that we see him, he has the same outfit on. So still, I've got mind thoughts of, this is before I had really changed my perspective. Um, And in my very naive mind state, I was thinking... Why, you know, why in the world does he still have the same clothes on the next day? Well, the fact of the matter is, is they probably didn't have a washer and dryer. You know, the parents all were definitely trying to do the best that they can. But again, it just goes back to we take so much for granted. And so now my prayers have definitely gone to praying for the parents, for their ability to more easily care for their kids and to give them the support that they need to give them what they want for their kids.
2: And Lucretia, this was the uh, first time that uh, the whole Ingram family has been able to serve on a mission trip together. Uh, they've they've taken, a, taken one of the boys, haven't had a chance to take both the boys yet, and uh, this week provided them the first opportunity to get both the boys on, the, on a mission trip together and uh, asked her to share a little bit about what it was like to serve as a family.
9: I speak to you today from this um, brand-new Bible, and um, it's brand-new because I had to go buy one um, because I had an amazing moment where my 16-year-old son ran up to me and said, Mama, Mama, is it cool if I give this guy your Bible? I mean, like, I can give it to him, right? You're good, right? Yes, baby. and runs off what a beautiful moment for my family um, it was a, what a beautiful week for us um, as Pastor Brian said earlier from um, Pastor from Mr. Janice's uh, website Proverbs 22, six. it's It's like a mantra for moms of teenagers. You know it, you speak it, you think it, you dream it. Um, You repeat it like crazy people constantly. Um, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Um, Taking a mission trip as a family is an opportunity that you will never have in your regular daily life, to train up your child in the way that he should go. There are not opportunities like there are when you're serving others completely surrounded and completely immersed and serving completely for the Lord. You're giving everything you have from the moment that you wake up to sometimes beyond the moment that you go to sleep. Um, it was such a blessing to go to that area of our country because the, the Bible speaks very clearly that there are needs um, locally, that there are needs regionally, and there are needs worldwide. Um, and I can say that I am blessed to have had the opportunity to serve with my whole family locally, But I had never been able to share with my whole family um, outside of what they know on a daily basis. And there are these opportunities and these moments where you get to see and come alongside your child. Not only does your child see the example that you set for them in giving of yourself um, to others and just what that looks like when you're not in mommy mode or daddy mode and not trying to hustle them to school and get that homework done and have you made a good grade? Have you cleaned your room? They get to see you in pure joy serving Jesus. But you also get to see them in pure joy serving Jesus. And for this mama, having been through a rough couple of years, it was God himself speaking to me and reinforcing everything that he's been teaching me. It was God saying, keep going. It was an encouraging hug from God that I could not ever have replicated here. Yes, my children experienced um, poverty. They experienced what, um, what drugs can do to a community. They experienced why people turn to drugs when there is no Jesus. That's what happens. That's how people make it. And if no one steps in... And shares with them that Jesus is a safe place for them to go to, that they don't need the drugs, then that's all they know to turn to. It's all they have. Their hope is based on shifting sand. And so, this trip for me was an amazing opportunity to work with my precious babies although I was informed by my 10-year-old that he is no longer a baby yesterday and that it was weird that I touch him and that should never happen again. (laughs) But in those moments on this trip I would glance over my shoulder on the bus and see him in full conversation with others around him or see him completely passed out, mouth gaping, slobber down the side of his mouth in just sheer exhaustion. Or watching, um, or watching him run alongside little children and play. Or lifting boxes of macaroni and cheese to distribute to people who didn't have it. Or singing songs that they never would sing in public because they were just so moved to do so, to be an example for older, older teenage boys. Children are a blessing, and parents, train up your child in the way that he should go. For When he is older, he will not depart from it.
2: This time Grayson's going to come up and do some of the Vacation Bible School songs that, uh, that he did while he was there. Um, Tripp, if you want to uh, click play on that recap video and kill the lights, we'll, uh, we'll watch that for just a couple minutes.
1: A starry crown Good Lord, show me the way Oh sisters, let's go down Let's go down, come on down Oh sisters, let's go down Down in the river to pray Jesus, friend of sinners We have strayed so far away
10: We cut down people in your name But the sword was never ours to swing Jesus,
1: friend of sinners
10: The truth's become so hard to see The world is on their way to you But they're tripping over me Always looking around but never looking up I'm so double-minded Plank-eyed saint with dirty hands and a heart divided Oh Jesus, friend of sinners Open our eyes to the world at the end of our pointing fingers Let our hearts be led by mercy Jesus, friend of sinners, break our hearts for what breaks yours.
1: Then a dog, than a piggy I loved it, whoa All of the beautiful people The beautiful clouds At night, I love the stars I love the moon, whoa, whoa yeah
2: You will see that little girl again Uh probably on American Idol or something like that. She was a, she was, she was a delight. Uh, imagine, if you will, a machine with 10 trillion moving parts, all moving in harmony to create one single product. Every time we go on these mission trips, I always find myself asking the question, what are we here for? Uh, what's the big idea? You know, and... and I'll be honest, there have been some trips that I've been on where I've walked away without an answer to the question. And I have to trust that the answer lies somewhere in eternity that I don't yet, uh, I don't yet have access to. And so I, it's always a question I ask. And we went on this trip, and I began to ask the question, what, what are we here for? What's our purpose? What's our goal? And if you've ever organized any kind of a group to get a group somewhere, then, then there's a certain degree of planning that goes into that whole process. Whenever we go on mission trips... Um, I guess BJ brought us the term "simper gumby," which means always flexible in some language or other. Um, but uh, but flexibility is important for us anytime we go. Anytime we go on these these things, because because you never know when plans will change. We had a list of projects that we were supposed to be working on. One of them involved tearing out a wall in a basement at a church just across the Tennessee border. When we finally were able to connect with the pastor of the church to see about doing that project, we got there and we realized that this project was actually bigger than what we could actually handle. And we had put a lot of eggs into that basket of accomplishing that task, and we walked away without the, we really, really feeling discouraged that we weren't going to be able to do this job that had been set before us. Well, that day we learned that there was this gentleman who needed this this porch built onto his house, and we thought, oh, you know. Okay, so we're going to go build a porch and pat ourselves on the back and say, you know, we did a good job, we did a good work and took our picture, and he's got a porch now, he can get in and out of his house easier and, and things like that. Um, well, it just so happens, isn't that an interesting phrase when it comes to the things of God? It, it just so happens. Um, I, I don't know that there is such a thing as it just so happens when it comes to the, to the hand of God at work. It just so happens on, I guess, Mike, was it Wednesday? Uh, that you guys were working and you had a little excitement that day? Wednesday, uh, they were working on the porch and just around the corner, it just so happens from the work site that they weren't supposed to be at because that was not in the plan, a fellow had a uh, had a, a pretty serious motorcycle wreck just around the corner from where they were working. Serious enough that his his leg at the knee was no longer in the shape that it needed to be in. Well, it just so happens that two men on that construction crew that day building that porch were men who had both survived serious motorcycle accidents in the last, um, in the last Mike, what was your, seven years ago? He tried, he, he hit his head, you know. Uh, uh, Mike had had a motorcycle accident and found himself in the woods for a long time contemplating uh, the significance of what had happened to him with some broken bones and got to spend a a little while in the ICU over in Birmingham. Just so happens that Mike was there that day where that fellow had a motorcycle wreck. It just so happens that my father-in-law also got to go on the trip, who he wasn't supposed to be on the trip uh, because some circumstances changed, and he was a last-minute addition because he had uh, supervised some work sites and things like that before, and it just so happens that he also had survived a major motorcycle wreck from just a few years ago, And it just so happens that on our team at a porch where they weren't supposed to be at a location where they weren't supposed to go, with people who weren't supposed to be on the trip, there was a fellow who wasn't supposed to be where he was when he had the motorcycle wreck, that he just so happened to have a motorcycle wreck at just the right place where these two guys were, and the first two people on the scene were two people who themselves had survived a major motorcycle accident, and they were there to minister to him at just the right time and at just the right place. Ten trillion moving parts all coming together to make one product in the end. You know, the book of Proverbs in chapter 16, verse 9 says, The heart of the man plans his way. Well, we do that, don't we? We plan our way. We we make plans. We have things set out before us. We know that this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're going to do, and Lord willing, we'll accomplish these things. We all do that. We all make plans. But look what it says next. The heart of the man plans his way. But the lord the Lord establishes His steps. You think you understand that verse until something like that happens where we could carry that on back, you know about the decisions about that got the guys in the wrecks, or the decisions that got us to Kentucky or or the decisions that 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 we were in Kentucky because our associational missionary here was friends with the associational missionary there, we could look at a long list of just-so-happens to see where we got to where we were. And it just shows us that we make plans, but we have a God who also orders our steps. Um, By the way, it just so happens that when we walked away from that project of knocking the wall out of the basement in the church because we were ill-equipped to do it, It just so happens that there was a team coming in two weeks that was full of concrete contractors who were well-suited to be able to go in and do the work that needed to be done in that church's basement. It just so happens. Um, I want to encourage you this morning. Make plans. Plan for tomorrow. But as you plan for tomorrow, listen to the Lord. See what God has to say because he may want to upset your plans, because he's got something far better in store for you than what you had planned to begin with. Um, it was a, a fantastic week. Uh, it didn't go like we expected it to. We ran into roadblocks and obstacles, and um, we had a miscommunication with how the team was going to be fed dinner, and it was, uh, was going to be a problem for us. And we met a person peace who owned a restaurant who catered our team for the same price as all the other meals that we were paying for and fed us things like... Turnip greens and fried cornbread and uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, macaroni and cheese that that actually uh, they actually turn into the gold that they put on the pearl, on the streets in heaven. Um, um, so it just so happens that, uh, that that those sort of things take place. Um, we had plans, but God said, "Let me show you my plan." Uh, that that may actually be better than uh, than anything that you you've got planned, Mike. I see that finger coming up back there. Uh, it does. At this time, I'll get the worship team to come up and uh, let's have our closing song. Sure. Somebody got a stopwatch here.
3: I want to ramble just a little bit about the mission trip. Number one, I love local missions. And by local, that's what I call local too. Uh, a lot of it's selfish reasons. I enjoy working with y'all. I get to see the everybody doing all the hand motions and stuff that I can't do. My goodness, they just work with those kids, and that was one of the things that just uh, brought me to, it brought me to tears one night. To watch those, I think there were four of the young guys that were willing to, Finally, on the last night, willing to get up there and do the hand motions in front of the crowd and their parents and stuff, the, the, oh my, it brought me to tears to see them be willing to step out of their comfort zone and do that. And that was just one place. Uh, it, It was absolutely wonderful to work with Heather's dad again, Victor. We just get along so well and just have fun doing things. And it was just great. That's selfish. It was great to see, what was the good Ronnie at the trailer? I, I think it was Ronnie or Ronald, whatever, the man at the trailer. We, we heard the, the guy who set it up for us to work on that uh, deck. And he came out and he said, I, I just don't know how I'm going to pay for this. And to hear that guy say, it's taken care of. You could just see the, you could just see him melt. And he helped us with it too, by the way. He didn't just stand by and watch. He helped. And I want to give, now I know all the guys and girls there did a great job on everything they did, but I worked with the, uh, on the construction crew and worked on the was cleaning out gutters and stuff like that on the church and doing things but I worked with uh, Austin Ingram and Alex Roth and that was amazing. <laughs> Their parents had trained them so well they were so willing and hard working and fun. So there's another selfish thing about being in a uh on a mission. <laughs> mission trip. It's a mission trip for me too, because I get to work and see these guys work hard and love it. And it was just absolutely amazing when we finished that deck and I said, Well, let's close it out in a word of prayer. And we started joining hands and and austin said i got this he did he prayed for us right there with everybody and it just thrilled me beyond belief uh I, i'm sure there's some other things that i could mention but i just want to tell you a mission trip is a mission trip for you too because it changes your heart it fulfills a lot of things that you like to see fulfilled It makes you appreciate who you are, who you live with, and who you're living for. And I I just want to say thanks to everyone who goes on these, who plans these. There's a lot of planning involved. And the changes that take place, the redirecting everything, but it comes out for God's glory. And I thank you.
2: Thank you, Mike. I didn't know I could hold my breath that long, though. So uh, I want to thank you guys for, uh, for making these things possible. Uh, we can't do this uh, without a church that supports it. Uh, because you eat dinner on Wednesday nights, we were able to do this trip for, uh, for, for re- really low cost. Um, we will go back, and uh, if, you, if you think, I don't know if I could do this, ask any of the folks that went about the accommodations. Uh, no one had a cold shower unless they wanted one. Um, no one, uh, no one had, a, had a bad night's sleep unless they always have bad night's sleep. Um, it, was a, it was a blessing where we were, and it was a, it was a great opportunity to serve. And, and if you'd like to have a role in, in helping deliver these backpacks, uh, let me know. Uh, you know. Don't let me know as soon as you leave this morning, because people do that, and I forget. Like, send me an email or call me during the week, and, uh, and we'll see what we can do to work that out. Let's have a word of prayer together. Father, thank you so much for these uh, men and women, boys and girls that went on this, uh, this trip to Kentucky. Thank you for a church that supports missions, Lord. Uh, this summer, our church had folks in, uh, in a different hemisphere. and and a different language. Uh, We also had folks in a different state, and sometimes it felt like a different language, uh, but with different people in different places, and and God all sharing a common need, a need to know who Jesus is. And so, Lord, I thank you for the the seeds that were sown. I thank you, God, for uh, for the the harvest that will be reaped at, uh, at a time even beyond where we can know about, Lord. Uh, Pastor Jones talked about the VBSs he's had over the last 50 years and hears stories of kids who come back to still hug his neck and thank him for his role. And so, God, if we make a uh, change in somebody's life through the gospel, of the Lord, um, who knows the outcome of that? So I thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to be a part of it. And thank you for a church that supports these things and, um, and the opportunity to share and rejoice in the good things that you do. Uh, We thank you for this time now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together and have a time of of a closing song of celebration. And thank God for what he's done. And uh, we'll conclude our time today.
0: Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy praise. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise Teach me some melodious sonnet Sung by flaming tongues above
1: Praise
0: the mount i fixed upon it Mount of thy redeeming love Easier hither by thy help I come, and I hope by thy good pleasure, safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God, he to rest. From danger,
2: interposed His precious blood. It's been good to worship Jesus. Amen. Uh, read your bulletin, pay attention to the announcements therein. We do have uh, a, a shower today for Kelsey. Uh, we also have church conference tonight. Our uh, Bible studies, our discipleship groups will begin tonight at 6. Uh, Truman's uh, Share Jesus Without Freaking Out, and then uh, we'll be working through the Apostles' Creed uh, with Matt Chandler's study. Uh, so if you're interested in those, uh, those will start tonight at uh, at around 6 o'clock or whenever y'all show up for it. Um, but, uh, but we are um, excited about that. Uh, Please keep Angela Hogg in your prayers. Uh, She lost her dad on Friday afternoon, Friday evening. Uh, The visitation will be this afternoon. The funeral will be this afternoon over at Cornerstone Methodist Church where he was the interim pastor for a season. Uh, Keep the Hogg family in your prayer. Also, uh, Terry and Leo Perkins, Leo's dad, passed away this week and the funeral was yesterday. So keep those families in your prayer as well. I'm going to ask Mark Runyus to come up and dismiss us in prayer, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys uh, throughout the day today.
7: Let's pray, God. We just thank you for this uh, time together, Lord. We just thank you for this uh, team that was able to go to Kentucky, and thank you for um, the lives that were changed there, Lord. And just uh, thank you for that opportunity. Pray that we would continue to look for opportunities to share you with others. I uh, do uh, lift up the Hog and the Perkins families uh, today, Lord, as they've lost um, lost loved ones there. And so, God, we just pray that you would just be with each of them. God, uh, just thank you for this day you've given us, and pray that we would just leave here ready to share you with all those we encounter. Thank you in Jesus' name, amen.